This episode is sponsored by Y42 Retreats. Are you lacking in purpose, feeling burnt out, exhausted, experiencing unfulfilling relationships or emotional neglect? As Carl and Rohini Emanuelson share on episode 93 on the Empath and Narcissist podcast, radical love transforms your surviving into thriving. Their Y42 Retreats aren't your average retreats. What they offer is so much more. Y42 is a radical immersive intervention for those who are serious about making a genuine, meaningful change to their life. Get radically loved up, refuel and refresh and book your spot at the next Y42 retreat today at y-42.com. The link is in the show notes. That's y the number four and the number two.com. It's a catalyst for radical change. So we see this as the most compelling time of the future, the most exciting time of the future, because we've got the keys to abundance. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. Today is episode 93, Manifesting the Life of Your Dreams After Narcissistic Abuse with Radical Self-Love with Rohini and Carl Emanuelson. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe and leave a rate and review. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. Okay, empaths, you are going to feel radically loved up today after today's episode. 
Rohini and Carl are on a mission to get the world radically loved up, which starts with radical self-love. 80% of relationships fail. Rohini and Carl feel it is needless and is a symptom of deeper unrest, trauma, and anger. They run radical transformational retreats for self-love and for couples to make their relationships a magnificent daily love affair. Yes, it is possible. They have been together 22 years and every year gets even more passionate and exciting. They are in the media, most recently on BBC One with more upcoming as want to share compelling view of the future to give people hope towards a more loving world. Rohini was in senior corporate leadership roles working for the likes of Microsoft and as a senior management consulting advising world-leading organizations. Carl was working in London in banking, starting his career at Goldman Sachs. On Facebook, it may have looked as if they had the perfect life, but they suffered burnout, no energy, and their marriage was on the brink of disaster with three sons. This led them to embark on their own transformation journey, learning from the world's leading experts in psychology, relationship experts, yogic philosophy, breathwork, and mindfulness. This thirst for learning and growth continues as they seek to experience the most extraordinary life possible at every level. Running Retreat started as a side passion project to giving back, and they were blown away by the effectiveness of how it can radically transform others' lives too. So they are the number one retreat in the UK with celebrity stays and incredible reviews from people like the ex-editor of Psychology's magazine. Nothing is quite as fulfilling. So now they are all in to do their bit to create a more loving world. You can find them on Instagram at y42retreats or their website y-42.com. They're also on LinkedIn and Facebook. All those links will be in the show notes. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation. We are joined with another special guest, a power couple here. I'm so excited to welcome Rohini and Carl. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello, Hello everyone. <laughs> so excited to be on the show. This is amazing. It is the topic of the times. This is our passion project. So absolutely divide, delighted to be invited to, by Raven to discuss this. Yeah, so many beautiful connections in the podcast community after I was a guest on Dating is Such a Drag. I just love them. So I'm always listening and I heard you and I'm like, have to have you on the show. Self Radical self-love is literally the key to dispelling narcissism. It's to dispelling like low self-worth and attracting and sticking in with the narcissist. And it's just every single episode, it goes back to self-worth and self-love. So I was like, gotta have them on. We gotta talk about this more. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and I'm really excited to dive into this topic of how to manifest your dream life after narcissistic abuse. And that's part of my tagline is like regaining your sparkle back because the narcissist can really put you down in a horrible way. And I think this is why we need to dive into self-love and you do it through radical self-love. So 
before we dive into this deep topic, I want to just hear a bit about you guys, how you met even maybe, you know, because I'd love to dispel this whole myth about like everyone's horrible, right? Like when you're effective with a narcissist, you doubt everything and everybody. And also the myth that, you know, the Prince Charming exists. So there's like a couple different two-pronged things there, but I want to learn about you guys, a little bit of your backstory and how you got into developing the Y42. Yeah, so we met about 21 years ago. Rohini was out celebrating her big birthday and I celebrated a job. And at the time, uh, Nine Brothers was actually looking for a relationship, but it turned into this beautiful relationship, which uh, for the 10 years was easy, plain sailing. And we had a lot of fun together. We traveled the world. And, and then all of a sudden we decided to start a family. So we had uh, three beautiful sons join us in the space of three years. So that all of a sudden responsibility <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so a lot of stress, uh, sort of came knocking and, um, yeah. and we also launched some businesses at this time as well. So, uh, so we lined ourselves up for a lot of stress in the relationship, a lot of sort of turmoil around us. And also we didn't actually look after our health and well-being. So we just found ourselves one day, if we were on the brink of divorce, our health and well-being was uh, quite low on our priority and we were overweight. We didn't have any energy. And uh, the wake up call for me was, was that Rohini was contemplating leaving me. And, uh, and then at that stage, I was kind of in denial because you look out at uh, other couples and you think this is the norm, you know, on the, on the outset, it looks like we had a perfect life, beautiful house, wonderful family. And if you look on Facebook or Instagram, it uh, probably looks like you've got the dream life. Uh, yeah. But inside, we were not in a good place. So we uh, decided to take radical action. So we traveled around the world and to just regrow ourselves and to invest and putting ourselves, putting each other as our number one priority. And that's, that's really how the journey for us started. And uh, through all these courses and how we were growing on ourselves, we decided to give back and it started as a passion project to launch our radical well-being retreats and then quickly the transformation we saw in other people by learning the practices we so we kind of cher cherry picked all, all the all the practices that really worked for us and i think that's what makes our retreats so special because uh, it's not just a yoga retreat it's just not a detox retreat we also do conscious connected breastwork a lot of the trauma release and we build this wonderful, lovely bubble of love and positivity in our retreats and people come away completely transformed. So now we've turned this passion project into, into our, our mission. So we're going all in on this and uh, we're on a mission to get the world radically loved up. Which starts with self-love. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Starting with self-love is key. And it's such a perfect timing, I think, during this in intensely dark time, there's always the rainbow after the storm, but we need to be prepared for what is humanity going to be doing after the storm. You know, narcissism is something that has always been around and people are like, is this like, is narcissism on the rise or is this just like, what's happening? It's like, no, we're just awakening to its existence. And yeah, it's, it's incredibly it can be really daunting at times, but your work is helping people realize who they are, right? And really radically love themselves to be ready for their mission here on earth. Absolutely. And, you know, yes, I mean, 
we say humanity is at a crossroads. You know, we can destroy ourselves in a millisecond. We can destroy the planet. And, you know, we're just not respecting ourselves. We're not respecting each other. And we see this as a wildly exciting time, though. I think this is a time that collective consciousness is raising. And all of these change in rules and paradigms, it's kind of, it's a catalyst for radical change. So we see this as the most compelling time in the future, the most exciting time in the future, because we've got the keys to abundance. So that means we have the technology to feed, house and clothe every single person on the planet today. All it needs is a rise of collective consciousness to unlock it. And we think the way that we access that is through our relationships <laughs> and through radical self-love. And, and why is that? Because we see relationships as a portal to a vaster presence within you. Because in relationships, you can't have masks. In relationships, the wounds are going to surface because that's what they're designed to do. The trauma is going to come up. The unmet needs are going to come up. And if you see your relationship as a catalyst for growth and a catalyst for change and have the tools and technologies to work through those, then that's how we feel collective consciousness can rise. And that's how we can awaken to our greatest potential. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, empaths, wanted to take a break and ask if these phrases sound familiar to you. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist, is for you. How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, and Manipulation. Receive another bonus in this book. The free Four Ways to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop is included in this book if you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life. And newsflash, you can listen to my book on Audible. Then go to www.ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. Now, back to the show. And this is what's happening. So 80% of relationships are failing right now. You know, it's just, and of the 20% that are staying together, it's not Mary Poppins relationships. I think we know that. At best, they're functional. And there is a vehicle to provide for the family. So there's not many role models out there for what we call radical loving. And, and this is a symptom of where we are as a society. There's deep trauma. There's deep unrest. The rules are changing of what's a masculine role, what's a feminine role. What does it mean in a society that now has the keys of abundance? We have all the equality drivers. We have, you know, the whole paradigm is unchanging. And I think that's a symptom of the 80% of relationships failing because we, we don't know where this is going. And because we have this disposable mindset, so, you know, you tear your jeans. We don't sew them up like our granny does. We throw them away. Your washing yeah. machine breaks down. We don't think about servicing it. Throw it away. Get another one. Dispose. And so we've become like that with our relationships. They've become disposable and we haven't got the education and tools to work through 
what a relationship is. And mm. so they become, they go on this downward spiral very quickly through narcissist behaviors, through projection, through and therefore anger and disengagement. And quite honestly, one of the key reasons that we think 80% of relationships fail is simply education. Like, yeah. where, where did I learn about having an amazing relationship? You know, my parents, not a great relationship, right? Ended in divorce and it was quite, it was very, very tragic. Any friends? And what do I see on TV? You know, there aren't any role models or education on how to have a relationship. And that's why we almost divorced. And, you know, he's amazing. Carl's amazing. I would have lost this one. If, and mm. so we got ourselves educated. We did the work on ourselves. We grew and grew and grew and grew. And then that now has, you know, after 21 years, you know, it really is an extraordinary relationship. And that is just educating yourself and defining what a radically loving, magnificent love affair looks like. Because there isn't role models. <laughs> we knew mm. that we weren't prepared to just bicker and exist we knew there had to be more so we are we are defining it as we go and and this is why it's our passion to share this because as I say 80% of relationships fail we think mostly needlessly once you actually go to the root causes of what causes things like narcissist behaviors and people feeling controlled and undermined and not feeling loved or safe or adored and fundamentally not having your needs met and one of the biggest issues is this the definition of what is a masculine energy and what is a feminine energy and this is a highly charged topic with the whole quality me too kind of thing because we're all very aware of what toxic masculine energy is about you know and one of the things I think we just need to face into a society and just put it on the table is that, you know, women have really suffered since the beginning of time. They have been controlled. They have been prey. They have been an object, raped, you name it. And sadly, not just from the beginning of time, sadly in most parts of the world, even today, it's happening. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and it's tragic. And so we just need to hold that, not judge it, hold it and say, well, this is the reality. It's not his fault. It's not their fault. As a society of where we take stock today, just acknowledge that and have empathy for that pain and trauma that women are holding as a collective. So that's one aspect of it. Because mm -hmm. what I see is, you see, women are just, they're holding on to this trauma and maybe not even their, their own trauma. They're holding on to this generational trauma. And in some of the downloads I've had as part of my quantum healing processes, you know, I felt that. I have felt that trauma where I've, I've just, I've got the downloads and I'm just, you know, I've just so, I've been in hysterics and just screaming almost with the pain that women have suffered from the beginning of time. And then it turns into uncontrollable rage. And Carl has experienced this and nothing for where he may have triggered it, but this is from a stacked wound place. And I just felt this rage and anger, like how dare have they done this and how mm -hmm. dare they keep doing this in parts of the world today. And I understand that. I understand that anger. But what needs to shift is anger, having this kind of hierarchy control 
competition kind of paradigm and replacing it with anger is not going to help us move forward as a, as a new way of living together. So we ladies, we need to find it in ourselves to heal from this. And the first step I think of healing is as a collective, we just acknowledge that this is what it is. This is what it is. There's no blame. It is what it is. And in fact, here's the controversial bit. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. We need to, we, yeah, this is a controversial bit. We also need to be grateful to our masculine energies because it is through the command, control, hierarchical, competitive paradigm that has created this modern world. Right? It needed it, let's just say. And, you know, it's it's not excusing it. It's not saying that that is the best way. It is just saying that that paradigm has got us to this point where we have the keys to unlock abundance. So mm -hmm. why not just give men appreciation and love that they have used their power to create this modern love, modern world, right? Mm -hmm. That shifts the energy, I feel, yeah, because if there's anger and hatred and your fault and stuff, to me, that doesn't shift the energy. But if we can give a little bit of gratitude, a bit of love, um, and just again, just acknowledge it. And as a collective, we acknowledge this, that thank you, masculine energy. <laughs> you have got us where we are today. We love your power. We needed the power. And it, you know, only until very recently, it has all been about survival. And mm -hmm. survival means compete. <laughs> it means control, command, just get it done, right? So yeah. now, thankfully, we're, we're in an era of abundance. So we can come up with a new paradigm. And this is what we call humanity 3.0. So what does mm -hmm. that mean? This means, number one, for women to deal with that anger in a positive way. So in, in Y42 Radical Wellbeing, we have very powerful technologies to enable women to release this anger, release the trauma, because if it's all absorbed, where does it go? We don't have a natural way to release it. And, you know, we say expression is the opposite of depression. Expression mm. is the opposite of depression. So we have these technologies to release it so that you're unblocked, energy flows. And once, once that's released, then you look at the healing. Then you look at the healing. What are the real wounds? And as I say, it's not just your own wounds. This could be generational wounds. What did your mother suffer? What did your grandmother suffer? And it's encoded in your DNA. Science proves that now. It's in there. It's in within us. So do the work. And this is where the self-love comes in. Do the work to heal yourself, to experience your true nature, to fall in love with who you really are and what you really are, which is a divine goddess, <laughs> which is a beautiful feminine spirit. And this is where the beauty of the feminine needs to flower. And in, in this masculine world, sadly, a lot of women have stepped into the masculine energy in order to compete against the masculine energy, in order to be successful in the masculine world. The only way to win is to play the game. Mm -hmm. That's it. And maybe you've experienced it. You know, I used to work in the corporate environment for like 20 yeah, years with senior execs. And I hate to say this, but frankly, some of the worst bosses I've had were women. 
Mm. You know, because they turn into this really very poor embodiment of toxic masculinity. Uh, And I was like, my goodness, what is that? That is not the divine feminine. And this is what I mean. So women need to heal. Women need to understand what they are. And women need to tap into the power as a feminine. And it's a very different quality to what we know about the masculine. And this power is, you know, the way I describe it is, you know, it's first of all, it's always coming from a place of love. That is a natural feminine energy. Feminine energy doesn't have a bone of competitive spirit. I call it feminine energy because this is not about gender. This is masculine and feminine energy. How does this how does this play into you know the role for men as well? Because there has to be a balance too, right? It's like so you swing one way, and we've got this toxic bad seed of taking conquering and just killing for land and all these things, right? That toxic masculine energy. And then yeah. you have on the other side where it's like just kind of too airy and flighty and whoop de doo kind of feminine energy. It has to be like in the middle and balanced, correct? And of course, I love how you said it applies to men and women. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is gender neutral. So this is just the masculine yeah. essence of masculine energy and the essence of feminine energy. And so, yes, and, and this journey. So for the female energy, this is about her healing. This is about her experiencing her true nature which is love which is what I call expansive creativity which means one plus one equals 11 in our world and we can have a conversation about that (laughs) (laughs) this is about being the custodians of evolution that's what we do we Mm. we we raise children you know the feminine energy and so I call it the custodians of evolution and that's why women are always not settled they're always looking to improve which drives the masculine energy crazy because like well well, why it's fine why do you want to improve why do you want to change it (laughs) well we're the custodians of evolution we're always looking at how the next generation can be better it's wired in our brain so sitting with your feminine energy and what makes you beautiful and lovely and and the power of the feminine energy it's a very different power and stepping into that we can talk a little bit more about later but i'd love to cover the masculine energy as you say so what's the journey the masculine energy here and this is where it's fricked up (laughs) this is the root cause of why i see issues this is is the root cause of why we have 80 percent of relationships failing and which is why we have the symptom of narcissist kind behaviors because what's happened with the masculine energy look at it from their perspective they knew the rules (laughs) they were in charge it worked it did work to, you know, it got, it got an outcome. It's put bread yeah. on the table. It's given us technology. It, it worked, right? It worked. And we had a very set role, masculine role in the family, female role in the family. It worked. And it's worked for millions of years. Suddenly this happens. Equality, me too. And what we've found is a couple of things are happening here. One is the power of the masculine is being eroded. The power of the masculine is being eroded. They just, it's a very confused space for the masculine. They had power, they've channeled it and they used to use it. Now it's vilified as the toxic masculine energy. Mm. So then they don't know what to do. And that's why some of the saddest relationships I see is the ones where you've got a puppy dog guy, where the woman is just saying, he'll say what I think he says. 
do this, nip it. And he has kind of gone the wrong way. And this man, the, the masculine energy has just been eroded. And he's like, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags more, sir. And, you know, that I hate to see that. That's not the glorious kingly nature of what that masculine power can be for us. Because, frankly, yeah. as queens, we need the king. You know, we need that container. We need that power. So that's one thing that's happening. The power has been eroded. So men don't know what to do. And so especially for the men where the power has been eroded, quite frequently you look at what their role models are. And frequently I see they come from a masculine, like a father or some patriarchal person who had this toxic masculine energy and they deplored it. And it happened with my dad, actually. My dad's my granddad. Very toxic energy, very toxic. He used to be you know, the worst, beating his woman, you know, the worst affairs, you name it. He did, he did all the qualities of toxic masculine. So mm. my father, he despised that because he loved his mother and he couldn't bear to see her being beaten up and pretty much tortured right to her last mm. breath for love. Mm. So he went the opposite way. He, mm. he was just, he was nothing. He just didn't, he, was, he just said, I'm not going to be like that toxic right. masculine but I don't know where to go so he was impotent you know he was a lovely guy he never raised his voice even once in my whole memory I don't remember him raising his voice even once but there was no oomph to him he was lost because of course as a masculine energy he has a power but he doesn't yeah. know how to transmute it to purpose in in the new world I think this is what's happening so so the journey for the masculine energy here is to Tap into that power, be proud of that power, but it's being fueled by something different. It's not being fueled by competition, scarcity, command, control. It's being powered by love. It's being mm -hmm. powered by emotion. And how does that masculine get there? He gets it by getting radically loved up. And this is why mm -hmm. it's our passion to get the world radically loved up because the fastest way for all of us to grow is to get loved up because it means we need to the, to the growth. And uh, yeah, sorry, Carl, masculine energy. What would you like to? Uh... Yeah, share with us, Carl, any of your inputs. I can want a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to let my evolved masculine talk about what, what evolved masculine means. Well, it's interesting, actually, when you... When you say the evolved masculine, because many many people they look at evolved masculine as the as and and they look to I, I'm actually from Sweden originally, and uh, the equality drive started in the 70s from Sweden. And when we had our kids, I I made sure I actually resigned from my job to stay at home to look after the kids, even though we're living here in the UK. But what's but what's interesting is that. The highest divorce rate in the world is actually in Sweden, one of the highest divorce rates, because the polarity between the masculine and the feminine has become so blurred. Everyone is the same. So the mm. charge between the two energies have disappeared. And that's why in Sweden, there is a lot of relationships that are not working because of that. So, the, mm. so going back to the, the masculine energy, and I've had to work on this myself. Because I've always been kind of like a very soft guy, always very easily triggered. So whenever we had fights or whenever when a beautiful divine goddess here felt emotional, she didn't feel safe, she didn't feel sort of looked after, or she felt there was something going on. I was, I always felt accused and I felt 
because quite often we fell into this trap of who is being right in the conversation or or in my end yes (laughs) yeah and and it's actually it's 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 only when i really started sort of working on myself and healing those insecurities which i had from growing up for not feeling that that unshakable confidence in myself um Mm -hmm. it's now that i can actually sort of take a step back and just sit in my 100% presence. So that is the, one of the key, most uh, powerful things as the evolved masculine is to be 100% present and just being there in the strength, in the support to make your woman feel safe, seen and understood. And I think mm. that's what's missing in so many relationships. I think it sounds like both genders need to work on balancing their masculine and feminine energies because... I can relate. I feel like I'm a lot more harsh and can be more narcissistic prone, you know, and he's more softer. And so, yeah, it's like this balance of both. And it, things didn't improve for us until we went to relationship boot camp, some type of thing. And we thought, oh, well, I thought, well, they're going to tell him he needs to do this. And he thought, well, you know, they're going to tell her that she needs to do this. And it was like, nope, we are starting on you. We are fixing you. We are pulling out all of these past traumas. We're going to work on all these things. And we're not even talking about your relationship because that's not really the problem. Absolutely. And when we start working with couples, we go through a process of, let's say, blame storming. Have you heard about blame storming? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. He did this. Then she said that. Then she went crazy. You won't believe what she did. Then he did that. And it's like, seriously, guys, blame storming, blame storming, blame storming. That is not going to get us anywhere. This journey is about radical responsibility and radical accountability. What have you brought to the relationship? Because Ultimately, your relationships are a mirror of your relationship with yourself and Mm. law of attraction people, manifesting people. You know this, right? You know this. The energy and the resonance, the energy that you feel within yourself is what you attract. So this people don't want to hear this. No, they don't. No, 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 tell him. He's wrong. He's wrong. He did this to me. You won't believe. (laughs) Back to self, back to self, because ultimately... You can only be treated poorly if you allow yourself to be treated badly. Really. And you believe that you're worth being treated badly. This is it. You believe and subconsciously the law of manifestation is that's what you believe you deserve because maybe your software is what you saw your mother being treated that way. So you think, oh, well, that, that's kind of what I deserve. That's all, I, all I'm worth. I can't possibly deserve to be treated like a princess or a queen because I just don't deserve that. I'm not that lovable. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the kind of the, the foundation pillar, which is back to self-love, isn't it? And having that relationship with yourself. So, yeah, you know, radical accountability of what you're bringing to the relationship. And part of this, especially for women, is it's about them learning to express their voice. This is something new for women. This is a whole new thing because, as I say, it's how we started this. Women have just never had a voice. It's like, okay, you take this or you're homeless and you starve. What would you yeah. like, darling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's what we've yeah. had since the beginning of time, right? Yeah. Or be burned at the stake or be sent be to the, the uh, what is that, those insane asylums they called for the women, the, I forget what they called them, uh, hysteric, the, 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 hysterical the, the, women, right? <laughs> that's it, that's it. Because women have this 
anger and this expansive creativity and and the frustration they just can't control it and express it and and that's when it comes out as rage and I do that I've done rage mm, yeah <laughs> we we've all done that with we dealing with a narcissist because they pushed us <laughs> down so far we just have we just explode and react well, we don't we don't know how to deal with it because we haven't had the tools of engaging with love and this is the education mm. So we went through that, which is why we almost divorced. But it was learning the tools of how to communicate in a way that's always loving, in a way that's always respectful, how to circuit break anger, how to control your hormonal balance, whether it be fight or flight hormones or just hormonals, hormones, ladies, you know what I mean. <laughs> we know when we're being a bit irrational, but you know, it is, it's hormones, kind of what it is. <laughs> it's just the moon. We'll just blame the moon. It's the moon, exactly. But it really is. You know, I feel it and I know I'm being yeah. irrational, but I can't control it, which is why we need that rock of the masculine energy that is not triggerable. I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> but like is that safety that provides a safety nest that won't get into defensive patterns, but will just be there and make yeah. you feel safe. And then instantly, if you like that rage can then very quickly subsides. I love that. And I have to go back to this, you know, like energy attracts like energy, which is something that the listeners might have blocked out the first time. And I just want to revisit that because when I was in that space, I was like, no way. Nah, I didn't even know what narcissism was back then. I just knew that it wasn't healthy. And after seven attempts, I finally got out. So if you're stuck in that, yeah. I don't want you to just dismiss that and say, no, that's not me. You know, I really want us to kind of talk about how, if we're stuck in that, how can someone feel or, or work on or think about getting themselves out of that stuck yeah. pattern because yeah. you may have some narcissistic tendencies or super low self-worth, which is what the narcissist does too. Yeah. So how can you be able to accept that and work on that? Yes. So first of all, it can just saying to yourself that I do not deserve this. I deserve better. And for many people, they don't know what they deserve, right? This gets back to the self-love score. And what does that mean? Well, as a very basic principle, Raven, when you look in the mirror, what do you say to yourself? Oh, right now I say, wow, looks awesome. I know yeah. makeup. I'm amazing, you know? <laughs> really, really. We, we need to do this, you know, because we look yeah. in the mirror and we say, I love you. Really, mm -hmm. really, it sounds yeah. cheesy, <laughs> but really, we need to do that at least 10 times. And we, you know, some yeah. clients I work with, they'll go, especially in England, because we're a bit, you know, <laughs> about stuff. Yeah. We, we use it as a swear word. Oh, she really loves herself. You know, it's a swear word. It's very weird. Yeah. It's, it's an insult. Um, so, especially yeah. for, you know, British people, it's a real thing to just look in the mirror. And some people say, I, I can't even look at myself. I can't look at my eye. I'll say it. It's like, look her in the eye. Say, tell her really with your heart, I love you 10 times. So I start people off that. And then we have a scale of building that self-worth. Because I say, ultimately, people can only disrespect you if you allow them to. Second yeah. part of this, which we started to allude to, so thank you for bringing me back on track, <laughs> is about expressing your voice. The female needs to learn how to express her voice. She's never expressed her voice since the beginning of time, and we're only figuring out how to express her voice. The only role model she's had is the masculine energy, and mm -hmm. we don't want to go there. We don't want to go into command 
control, hierarchy. You know, we don't want to move, move from a patriarch society to a matriarch society because right. essentially it's the same but with long hair. It makes no difference. So what we want is a new world, a new humanity where the masculine energy and the feminine energy really love each other, respect each other, admire each other co-create together because that's what it's going to take to create a new model of reality we need both and therefore we need to respect and admire the essence of what makes us different because we need the masculine power we need the masculine one plus one equals two world. We do. Otherwise, we'd have wonky buildings, right? <laughs> Raven and I, we can talk one plus one equals 11. But we need that. You know, it's a mix, but we can come it's up balance. with new possibilities. Yes. We can come up with mm-hmm. new possibilities. Have you considered this, that? So we need this co-creation mentality, which which can only come from respect and admiration of the differences. So for the woman, let's go back to this. She needs to heal. She needs, number one, she just needs to learn to express her needs. And this sounds Mm. so simple, but really when I work with couples, she's just never told her guy what she wants. (laughs) Simple, (laughs) quite simply. And so, you know, it's like, well, why doesn't he know? Well, he's a different species. This is back to education <laughs> about yeah. how you deal with sexes and what the differences are in their needs. So quite straight. And I love men because they're really straightforward. You just say, I would like to be spoken to in this way. Or you know, a lot of couples, they, you know, they have problems uh, sexually. And I've said, well, have you actually ever asked your man what is it you want? You know, he's been doing whatever. He's been playing with your elbow for 10 years. Or have you just said, well, actually, darling, that doesn't work for me. But what I'd love you to do is play with that earlobe. <laughs> but it just hasn't occurred to them to ask. And instead, they have very dissatisfying like sexual intimacy, for example. Yeah. And it sounds really silly, but... In a lot of the couples I work with, it's simply this case. They've never expressed their need. Because why? Why? Because they haven't felt worthy of having their needs met. That's the Yeah, they think the answer is going to be no or rejection immediately. This is it. Because they, they, they don't feel worthy. I'd even, I don't deserve to have my needs met. I'm a professional mm. giver. So, mm-hmm. and, and so ultimately self-worth, right? So very simply, it's just getting to the start. And, and this goes to, and I would like to be spoken to that way. I would mm. love it if, uh, you know, I love spending quality time with you. I loved it when we went to the cinema the other day. How about Wednesday we go and have a dinner date? As opposed to, you never spend time with me. You don't love me. You don't respect. Work comes first. Rant, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, crap. Well, it sounds like my mother just like lectured me. So I'm not going to get into that. This is a simple education on learning how to always communicate from your heart. Communicating always with love. This is what women are. Women Mm. are are an embodiment of love. So always go back to love. And if love doesn't Mm. work, what you do you throw more love at the situation. And if that doesn't work, you throw more love at the situation. So learning to speak and communicate and express your needs, that's the first pillar. The second part of healing your voice is boundaries boundaries and this is where yeah. obviously with the narcissist stuff this, comes in. this is what yeah. it comes yeah and this boundary thing is sometimes women will have boundaries around 
everything. Boundary, 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 boundary. Do this, and you put the tea bag in the wrong place, and your underpants are here, and you didn't put the garbage. Boundary, boundary. It's like whoa, boundary overload. Chill it's out. Too much feminine energy. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> out on the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So eighty twenty rule, as with everything in life, yeah. pick the things. You know, pick your battles, right? Pick your. What are the things in your relationship and in your relationship with your respect for yourself that are real boundaries? That are real boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, in our relationship, Carl's a big Swede and he has a big voice, and you can't see, but he's twice the size of me. I'm a little brown <laughs> girl, <laughs> and I used to talk very softly, especially initially. And so, when he would get excited, his voice would be boom. And I just couldn't take the volume, especially if we were getting Mm -hmm. into discussions. I felt like he was screaming at me and I felt so unsafe. And he wasn't. He was just getting passionate at his way of talking. But it it was a boundary for me. It was a red line. And I just said, so I had to establish that boundary. And that boundary is, you know, if if you raise, I, I will not be spoken to with a raised voice. And give a reason well because it makes me feel unsafe and I can mm-hmm. you know get stress mode and then I can't think um so I will not be spoken to with a raised voice and this is the trick consequences if you do speak to me in a raised voice I do love you and respect you and I want to resolve this issue but I'm going to have to walk away because I'm not going to be rational once I'm triggered because I'm going to get hyper stress mode I'm going to get full of cortisol and adrenaline and that's when the red monster comes out and I become into rage and it's not reasonable and it's a downward cycle so if you raise your voice I do want to resolve the issue but I'm going to have to walk away until we can calmly come together with love and figure out what the root cause of the issues are. And this was what I find with a lot of women. First of all, they don't establish what the real boundaries are. And as I say, 80-20 rule, no, don't boundary yourself <laughs> everywhere. Just the real things that really matter. And then be free and easy on the other I stuff. think our audience is not having issues with too many boundaries. I think they're oh. having issues with not enough. Okay, put them up. Put the main ones up. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So put the big ones up. And this is about your relationship with yourself. Because what are you prepared to take? And, and, and this is where you feel. This doesn't make me feel good. So Carl speaking with a loud voice, even though he said, well, I'm just excited, I'm not shouting. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel scared. So I can't take that. So that is a boundary um, or whatever, you know, whatever the boundary is. Yeah, I have an example. So what if when you say you lead with love, and I think this is tricky with narcissists, is you lead yeah. with love, you're vulnerable, um, and you constantly are kind of laying your heart out there, and then they're literally stabbing it with their words, and you're like, yeah. ouch. Like that should be a boundary somehow, but what is that boundary? Because they're constantly. Yeah. So this is where you have to, you have to pre-agree the boundary because when you're in a heat of an interaction that isn't, let's just say it's going downwards, uh, there's no point. You've lost because you're in cortisol, adrenaline space. You can't think. Your, your body yeah. is saying fight or fly. It's not saying, yeah. let's be reasonable. Let's have a think about this. <laughs> what would be a better response than that choice of language? Yeah, obviously we're not doing that. We're going, get the frick out of me. I hate you. You always do this. <laughs> and I've done yeah. that. So that's why I can role play it very easily. Or <laughs> Carl has taken this. Because <laughs> I'm just full of stress hormones. It's not me. It's my stress hormones. Yeah. So, so you, you pre-agree your boundaries. And this is your relationship with yourself. What am I prepared to take? What am I not prepared to take? Where are my red lines, right? Then you discuss those boundaries when, when both of you are in a nice place, right? When you're in a nice place, these are my boundaries. These are my boundaries. And the important bit, consequences. 
This is the bit most people leave out because then you see as a female, if you don't have pre-agreed consequences and you do not follow through, you have no potency. You have no power. And this is when it yeah. goes on the mad rant. You always yeah. does. You never know. And then yeah. just go. I'm going to leave you. And they threaten. It's empty. So I'm going to leave you. Yeah. And it's like, I've heard you're yeah. going to leave me 15,000 times. You're still here. And it gets a bit <laughs> silly, right? And then they're like, oh, I know what buttons to push. I know how yeah. to insult her. I'll just continue. Or him. Yeah. It happens to men too. So, so this is feminine power. So feminine power is not becoming a masculine, which means you don't scream. You're not shower. You're not trying to power them down. You're not trying to score points. You're not trying to compete. Feminine power is this clarity of what you're going to take. Clarity of communication around it, because we're talking to men, one plus one equals two world. Communicate mm. their clearly, clarity and consequence. Mm. Yeah? If you do this, this is what's going to happen. And then you follow through. Yeah. I've heard so many empty threats, even in the sessions that we're doing. They'll make an empty threat. And we all know she doesn't mean it. So there's no potency in her. So then it's like blah, 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 blah. Whereas, you know, now I've, you know, I'm blessed with a lot of masculine energy in my life. I have my dear Carl and I have three sons. So I've yeah. had to become a master out of this just through survival. And, you know, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I know like crazy rant, fisher woman thing doesn't work with my boys. <laughs> and now it's got to a point when when I lower my voice, and I actually speak really softly, the boys go, oh, shoot, here we go. <laughs> We're in trouble. Because I will follow through on consequence and they know it. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to follow through as, hey, you did this. I'm following through with a pre-agreed consequence and they know I've been in business. So with mm-hmm. the kids, it's easy, right? Whatever, time out, no tech, whatever. Yeah. But honestly, it's the same with Carl. <laughs> It's the same principles, boundaries, right? And to be honest, it's the same with all your relationships, whether it be work or friends. You have to, women, you have to get used to expressing your voice, expressing your needs, and expressing your boundaries. And most important, most important, follow through on consequence because that's what's going to make you feel empowered. Yeah. And even if it results in that being a divorce and we say, That's oh, 80% is bad, That's well, you shouldn't be with a narcissist. And if, exactly. you're, if your consequences continue yeah. to yeah. lead you down the path, where you need to actually find someone who loves you, then that's okay. I think that's the scary part of letting go. And affairs are a perfect example for this. You say, I mean, everyone has different boundaries, but, you know, sometimes I've worked with couples and it's just serial affairs and it's Mm -hmm. because there's no consequence. (laughs) So this is where (laughs) I would recommend, okay, you have poly, poly, marriages and I said so everyone's different boundaries right but let's yeah, but say it's already pre-arranged as well that's you pre-arranged know. exactly <laughs> if you're boundary, like for me that's a red card you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't take that and Carl knows that so if if there is infidelity for me that's a red line for me no it's going to be non-negotiable there will be consequence and I will follow through and because I always follow through with consequence my word has potency. My words have power. And therefore, I don't need to turn into a raging, crazy, screaming fisherwoman where the guy's going, what happened to her? She's turned into a wild beast. Because right. the reason we do that is because we're so frustrated. It's like, oh, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to channel this frustration. And, and there's no, con- like, you feel like you don't have control. So you just have to you use have your words and voice. Yeah. That's With it. consequences, and- you have control really easily. 
this is it. And you have respect for yourself. You have respect Mm -hmm. for yourself. You have integrity with yourself. Because ultimately, when you look in the mirror, what are you going to say? I love you. (laughs) Really? And and you're going to mean it. So when you love someone so deeply, you wouldn't allow them to be spoken to. Say my boundary. You're not going to allow them to be spoken to with a raised voice because really I've done nothing to deserve that. So or demeaning, I, you know, very demeaning, loving but demeaning words. This yeah. is it. This is it. This mm-hmm. is it. So, this is so great. We're, we're running out of time. <laughs> I wanted to ask one last question to get the male's perspective on when you're stuck. Carl, what do you think men need to do when they're stuck with a narcissistic female? Tendency or behaving in a narcissistic way? Yeah, totally. They could be NPD. They probably won't be diagnosed. Or yes, they are acting in a narcissistic manner. I think that stems from frustration quite often from struggling where you are with yourself in life. And I think that's very common nowadays because there is so much change happening all the time. And, you know, from a career's perspective, from a relationship, from a society perspective, and It's finding a way of cultivating and finding that confidence within yourself. We call it for the hero to rise. So the Mm. hero within to actually rise, to become kind of like unshakable. You're becoming immune to to criticism. So you're kind of like rising above the emotions and everything that is kind of bringing you down. It's getting yourself to a level where you self-love it's self-love as well for the Mm -hmm. man I mean it's so important for the man to feel self-love because quite often the way that if you're behaving in a narcissistic way is because you don't have that for yourself so you're feeling criticized you're feeling disempowered and the way is to lash out back so it's really to cultivate that sort of inner strength and it's a very similar thing but it is about for the masculine to embrace his power. You know what we said, few role models of male, they haven't got an avenue to embody this powerful energy. And it results in two reactions. Either they become angry or they disengage and hide. And this is where Mm. you get puppy dog men, which are impotent, which I I really don't like to see. Or you get Mm -hmm. angry men who attack and compete. And, And that's when they attract narcissist women and sadly I've seen that as well and so ultimately is for both of the sexes to embody their true masculine feminine energy within them know where they really sit know themselves and then love where they sit and then for the masculine energy in particular it is embodying that power for that hero to rise and embracing Mm it and feeling potency around it and you know I say that power the power for the masculine comes from being radically loved up and this is why the answer we have for everything in the world get radically loved up (laughs) it it is a catalyst for growth I mean can you imagine a world that's driven by leaders who are radically loved up by politicians that are radically loved up by business people who are crazily loved up like really because it means they've done the work that's what it means to really love someone and be vulnerable it means you've done the work on yourself Mm -hmm. and you're an evolved 
best version of yourself. And your intimate relationships are a portal to a vaster presence of you. And then that's, you know, your intimate relationships grow. And then that's what you share to the world. And what kind of parents are you going to be when you're radically loved up? And, you know, sadly, 80% relationships fail, but even sadder, 50% of children are come from broken homes. What kind of mm. software and trauma are these poor children experiencing? And that's why really we are so passionate and we may sound like old hippies <laughs> with a midlife <laughs> crisis, but really the more I think through this, the more we think through this, the answer to pretty much everything, get loved up, get loved up. Love is the yeah. only truth. Love is our real embodiment. Love is the only thing that we deeply desire and when we don't feel loved that's when the trauma comes up that's when the fear mm. comes up because our deepest fear is a fear of rejection and that's when our hyper stress response comes up that makes us act reasonably but when you're loved and when you can give love and when you can receive love all of that just vanishes and you're the best version of yourself and this is what we think with collective consciousness raising, how is it going to be raised? It really is yeah. about radical self-love and the expression of love with others. Because as I say, our deepest need is connection. Absolutely. Well said. That was such a beautiful segue into our conclusion because that's it. That's all. That's all it is. As much as we could talk all day long about this, if you don't love yourself... <laughs> Yeah. Love yourself. And what do you say in the mirror? That's a last reminder for everyone. <laughs> I love you 10 times. There we go. And you mean it. And for some of the British audience, we say, fake it then. Fake it until you mean it. <laughs> and you keep doing it until you really make it. <laughs> I love it. It's, just, it's been such a pleasure and a joy to have both of you, you know, here on the podcast today. I appreciate your passion and your wisdom and your advice and helping us with all that. Amazing. This, this is, I really think, the most important topic of our times. You know, that masculine toxic energy. We need to throw love at it. That's what we need to do. We need to throw love yeah. and empathy at it. And then that's what's going to enable them to grow into evolved masculine. And throwing anger at them is not going to work. You know, that, that is the that thing. And the way we do that is through being in our divine feminine. So, uh, yes, if, if throwing love at the situation doesn't work, we throw more love at it. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> power, though. And then distance yourself and throw more love at it and just forgive them at a distance and no contact if you need ah, to. <laughs> but you're still throwing love in the energy vicinity of directly into yourself in your way. And even when you're following through on consequence, you do it with love. So, darling, yeah. we are going to have to split. The relationship is over. I love you and I wish you so much love. Because, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? At the end of the day, hurt yeah. people hurt people. So I still love you and I'm so sad you're suffering so much. But I'm leaving and I love you. <laughs> beautiful i wish i could have said that but i had to escape in the, in the day <laughs> that's the ideal breakup with a narcissist <laughs> we we all can get to a point and sometimes you're co-parenting you know we just had a, a guest and you always like you can never go no contact so you can do the whole gray rock and all that but still yeah absolutely just always with love the interactions Oh my gosh, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And all your links to everything that you have provided are in the show notes. 
And remember, everybody, always keep your unique light shining. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Amanda, for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the month of October, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you or anyone that you know is in danger in domestic violence, please call the 1-800-HOTLINE. National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-7233. 1-800-799-7233. Thank you for tuning in today. You are a blessing. If this has impacted you, please share it with a friend. Spread the word so we can impact and end domestic violence, narcissist abuse, and the suffering now. If you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe and leave a rate and review. Don't forget to DM me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. Free gift to get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop. I'm here to support you. And with over 10 years of experience, I empower you to rise up and stop the cycle of abuse. Get your free unique souls blueprint map, your human design chart at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. See you next episode. Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, breaking negative patterns, and finding the root causes with the emotion and body code. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. I can personally attest that this is an amazing way to heal trauma out that you can't do with meditation and thought therapy and talk therapy and all the things. So reach out to her and get a free 30-minute consultation to see if this is something that can help you.